Hey, it's Shanna, and this is the At Home Tarot Podcast, where we're building a home within ourselves, one daily spiritual practice at a time. This September 1st, we are self-abandoning with the Knight of Swords when we listen to our most urgent and restless thoughts of protection and safety and old mindsets, and we direct them into our life through our action, behavior, and words in order to control the situation, control other people's behavior, and control how other people perceive us. Today, we return to ourselves with the reversed Four of Swords. We come back to ourselves when we can take a moment to be and pause with our own restlessness and awaken to see what our behavior is doing and the way it's affecting our relationship today. And we can recover in that pause the mindset and the thoughts we want to be having instead and the ones we want to be actually ruling the actions we take today. Hello and good morning. Welcome into our daily spiritual practice of tarot. I'm Jenna. I'm so glad you're joining me here today at home. Come on in, take a seat, grab a coffee, a tea, and maybe your journal. <laughs> and let's have a little conversation about these cards today. Um, wow, <laughs> these cards today. Um, uh, so many swords, so many swords in our reading today, so many swords coming up in our energy field. When I pulled these cards this morning, it made me think of that Mars in Gemini um, and the card of the Nine of Swords that is the the touchstone card for Mars in Gemini. And the fact that there is just a lot going on around our mindset. And I was just thinking like, you know, when I really reflect on what's been going on lately or what's been instigated in my own life, around my own mindset, it really, really does align with where Gemini is in my chart. You know, Gemini for me is my eighth house, and I've had a lot of things come up around trauma, um, mortality, both with myself and actually numerous people in my life facing that mortality, but also facing intimacy as well with the eighth house facing um the way i share resources you know that's a really big one for me because i'm about to move in with a partner and so let alone that these deep these really deep archetypal gemini um sorry eighth house things which are scorpio things by the way are happening there's also this sort of energy of, oh yeah, and it's also shared resources with others. And 
I just opened um, my first joint account with with a partner uh, to try out and to test the waters and dip our toe into what it means to share resources and how we're going to kind of tiptoe our way into that joint account and what what feels like a good boundary right now, etc. We are about to move into our first apartment on Saturday. Yay! Really cool together. Not our first ever, um, just together. So we're going to be sharing those resources. And the more I I consider, the more I I sink in, and time goes by, where this Mars and Gemini is in the back of my head. You know, the more I can contemplate and see how it's working in my life. It's one of my favorite ways to actually learn about things which is to do kind of the intellectual learning, read up a little bit, listen to a few things. But then what I do is I put it on the back burner of my mind and I let it sit there and I let it simmer. And I let it like my own understanding of the world and of the Gemini archetype and of Mars and of where it is in my chart, the eighth house. And I let those things just kind of work their way into that simmering pot And then I put all the things that are happening in my life in there and I just contemplate it. Um, I have a friend named Mel who's amazing and, and really taught me and brought the word contemplation into my realm. And it has been such a gift uh, because contemplation has been how I learn and create my own philosophy. And so the more I let this pot simmer, the more I'm noticing that Mars and Gemini is changing our mindset around something. And think about what happens when you completely change your thought process around something. It means you act differently. You speak differently, which is Gemini energy. You might learn, start to learn new things about that. You open yourself up to more options, right? Which is Gemini. And I think that's so interesting for us. So if you still have not looked at where Gemini is in your chart, go to astro.com, type in, you know, your birth info, pick the Placidus chart and notice what houses that, you know, Gemini is in. If, if Gemini crosses two, just look at where Mars is right now. Um, You can click the little button that says with transits and it'll show you on the outside of your circle where the planets are. Now, you know, so that means I'm in the eighth house. If you're Gemini's in the seventh house, your whole mindset and the thoughts you have about relationship are about to change if you let them, right? If you let them. That's the big key. But chances are you're being really called to look at how the thoughts inside your head and the way you process your thoughts and communicate them out and the way your thoughts are directing your actions, that there's a big change that needs to happen there. And now the time is like ripe, like it is summer and it's time to do this, you know, summer as in it's the season, right? Like not, it's going to stay summer, but like the time is ripe everything's going to blossom, everything's possible. And then we can harvest it through this time as well. Um, And I think that's really cool. 
And it really aligns with the cards. And so if you have, let's say, Gemini in your fourth house, then a lot of like your home life and your ancestry and that old ancestral lineage um, and just your home in general, right? And, and your, possibly your mother, your relationship with your mother. If Gemini is in there, you, you have this chance to take all of those thoughts that have not been serving you and have made you act out, which we're going to talk about with the Nine of Swords, act out in ways you don't want to be acting that is not supportive to your life. It's like, I keep believing this thing. And so I keep doing this action. I have this mindset around it. And, you know, it's it's hard to adjust it. It's hard to change it. Um, and so because of that, this pattern always plays out with my mother, or this pattern always plays out in my home when I get a home um, with my family. And now is just a really great time to pause and to recover and awaken and see yourself and see like if you were on the receiving end of the way you act because of these thoughts if you were on the receiving end what well, how would you feel about that you know and the, it's not a shame game it's an awareness and an awakening and we when we do that we awaken to our own motivations right why am i doing this what what did this threaten, right? Usually our thoughts that are protective and make us act out, um, they're all there. I'm getting off, <laughs> I'm getting on to the cards. So I just want to circle back and finish with Gemini. Go look. Okay, there's lots of different ones. Um, there's 12 houses. And just know that if you allow it, if you allow it, like I am allowing it to change the way I think about living together, the way I think about my own trauma, the way I think about my body in terms of like mortality and death and things like that, and illness and deep motivations for life, um, my mindset is already being challenged. Like these things are coming into my realm and they're coming in to say, you can approach this the way you did in the past. But how do you feel about the way you approach that? And I would say, not very good. Like my life has taken turns and my body and my relationships and everything took turns because of the old thought pattern I had. And I don't want that to happen the same way again. And so we're really giving like, we're kind of getting a second chance with this energy. So just harness it, okay? Look at where it is in your chart. Remember back to how you've taken action there before because of what your thoughts were telling you about the situation. You can trust the core of you, but you can't always trust your thoughts and emotions. And that's not to gaslight yourself. It's reality. You know, what I perceive as a threat is not always a threat. When I feel fear, there might be nothing to fear. And that's what I mean by we can't always trust the way we feel. And we can't always trust our thoughts. We can always trust our core that when we pause, you know, we can recover 
a sense of what is happening in reality. We can recover the ability to come back into the world without so much restlessness and urgency based on what we're thinking and how we're feeling. We can honor and be really aware and allow those emotions. And then we can choose the course that our new mindset supports, right? So again, getting into the cards here. So let's just go down that path. But just wanted to offer that to you that go look up your Gemini because the time is ripe to change your mindset around whatever house that is for you or house is, might be two, um, might kind of start in one and end in the other. And harness that, really, really harness that and really embrace that in this area, the way I have thought my whole life has not supported me. And like, it is time to take the action to change the mindset. The cards today are so related to this, so related, right? Um, as you heard at the beginning, Nine of Swords is next to a reverse Four of Swords. So we're so much in this air energy, right? We're so much in this, in our heads. We're so in our heads. And the way we're in our heads is really informing and manipulating the way we act and the way we speak to people. And the things we do today, the Knight of Swords, it's so urgent, you know, and it is the quintessential like knight riding in without, you know, without a thought about it when it's in self abandon. They just jump in their fast movement. And a lot of this is really about. Hmm, as I said at the beginning, it's about that urgency and that restlessness to do something in the world, like say that thing, um, correct your partner, right? Um, say your opinion, um, try to fix something for someone, whether it be I mean, so often we're just trying to fix other people's perceptions. And I love that thoughts are present because it's like we're trying to direct our action to changing what people think, right? And think is perception. And so it's like, oh, I don't. One of the things that came to mind lately and a word that's in my realm right now is monitoring, right? We are monitoring the thoughts of others in our own head, which means you know, we don't actually know what they're thinking. We're just making it up in our own head. So do you really want to trust the, your thoughts that are making things up in your head about other people? I don't think so. That's the nuance of we can trust ourselves, but we can't always trust, you know, every thought and every emotion. We do have to have a filter system that says, um, does this support the life I want to be living? Does this support the way I want to be thinking about this person? Because our thoughts very easily become our reality. I mean, we've all gone through it. We have all gone through where what somebody thought about themselves and then the way they talked about themselves really colors so much of their life. You know, we can look at people 
um, who tell themselves the same story and they just create the same reality because of it. And that's us today. We're telling the same stories. We're monitoring the same people. We're trying to manipulate the same thoughts as we used to. When is enough enough? And is that working for you? Is that working for you? And now what? Right? As we get into the reverse four of swords, now what? So I really want you to ask yourself and pause here and think about what is a thought I had that I acted out that I'm not very proud of, you know, with time. And you can go way into the past or you can go to today or yesterday. What is a thought you don't want to act on anymore? And I'll share some of mine. I'll share some of mine. Um, and I'm going to, re let's relate this to relationships because I think that's really important today. So I think of my partner and a thought I might have is, um, uh, they're not considering me or I might have the thought that they don't find me attractive or I might have the thought, let's do the, I'm not very attractive, but I'm going to share a couple more, but I'll go deeper on the, because that's a big one for me. And I think it is for a lot of people, um, men and women. Um, there's not a man I know who have, has also not had this. And there's not a woman I know who doesn't also have that same thought. Um, other thoughts I've had about my partner is, um, he should sit up straight and not because he should, but other people are watching. He should hold my hand. Other people are watching. You know, it's like he's not uh, uh, he's not attentive enough to me when other people are watching. And so it's not even that I'm my mind is monitoring him. My mind is monitoring the people watching us. And then because of that, now let's say I follow that through. And I try to grab his hand or I try to make him sit up straight. What kind of experience am I giving my partner about what I think of them? Is my partner thinking, wow, you know, she, she made me sit up straight. She must really love me. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, when I was a kid and my parents made me sit up straight, that was not what I was thinking. That's not what I was thinking. Um, and so let's do the attractive one because it's such a big one for me. Okay. And again, I think it is for everybody. Um, you know, if, if I believe that, if I'm say sitting on the bed and my partner's there and I'm like, he doesn't find me attractive, I'm going to probably cover up with a blanket because I don't, my action is like, I need to make sure I'm not seen by him then. And maybe that will, that will help stop him thinking that. Meanwhile, I've made that up. That is my mindset. My partner is often over there thinking, I'm going to slap her booty. Like, and he will contest to that. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, and I know that for a fact. <laughs> but that's really like, look at the different mindsets. And that's why we cannot trust our thoughts that become actions around other people even about ourselves, right? 
Now, in that scenario where I cover up, if he comes over to hug me, I'm going to want him to keep his hands off me because I'm not feeling comfortable in my own body. Because I think that if he touches me, he's going to have even more of a reason to see that I'm not attractive. He's going to now not just see it, but he's also going to feel, you know, my body. And I'm going to make the assumption in my head that that's a bad thing. So I'm going to push him away. Now, what is that experience for my relationship like? What is that experience for him like? And it's not about, this is, this is the nuance of both and. It's not about controlling him. But it is that we teach others how to treat us. And we teach others what to think about us. So when I have a thought and I act it out, I'm teaching the person around me to have the thought too. And they will resist if they don't believe it right away, but eventually they will. Eventually they will. So Knight of Swords today is telling us what thoughts have been so urgent in us and so real for us and so embedded in our mindset that we just act them out. And because we act them out, we're creating conflict, right? This Knight of Swords is going into battle, going into conflict. And so our thoughts are creating all of this conflict. The funny thing in the card is we don't see anybody around in this card. There's actually no threat in this card. Look at your tarot cards. Think of the Knight of Swords. What's the threat in the card? What is the urgency? And that's the shadow side of the Knight of Swords. And that is us in self-abandonment today. We are jumping into conflict because of what we think about us and what we think about others. But there's actually no conflict, no tension, nothing. And so we create that reality. If we are used to chaos and conflict, then to sit without it is to be restless. And we will avoid that restlessness by creating conflict. I have seen this pattern in myself. I see it in other people who tell me, yeah, I'm pretty sure I do codependent stuff. We create chaos and conflict. It makes us feel better because then there's something to solve. I once wrote a poem that said, I'm sitting with my love instead of my pain because love is actually harder to sit with. I much rather sit with pain and conflict than sit with love and peace. We are so afraid of restlessness. That is the four of swords reversed in coming back to ourselves is we need to learn to sit with our own restlessness. This knight of swords, we need to send him home. Even if he's going to just sit on the couch and, and you know how people like jiggle their leg when they're restless. That is how I'm imagining this night. But we need to send him home, put him in the gates. Our thoughts are ours. Why are we making them other people's problem? Why are we making them other people's reality? Because we're afraid of our own restlessness. And we are afraid to wake up and take ownership of ourselves in this way. I will ask you a question. Think of somebody recently, very recently, where 
you had these kind of codependent, controlling, urgent thoughts, and you acted out on them. You know, you got into a conflict, you you corrected them, you tried to control something that wasn't yours to control. Anytime we try to control another person, it's conflict. Anytime we tell another person what to do, you know, that's it's not our business. It's not our business. So think of that thing. Think of what, you know, if it's like a control conflict thing, right? That thing we tried to correct, why was that a threat? What did that threaten for us? And so there's a few examples I will give. Um, Types, okay? So it threatens, and I'm going to relate it to security here, okay? Um, And this is is actually from the 12-step program where I got this information, in case you're wondering. Um, and, And it's just such a good framework for what threatens us. So was it our emotional security? And so that's that restless, like, I want to feel good. Was it our social security? So it, it, it threatened my relationships or how other people viewed me or my other relationships in life, this thing threatened. And so it really threatened my sense of social security um, in that way. And that, yeah, it includes all things like approval, people thinking well of you, your relationships thriving, all of that, getting along with people. It might have threatened that. Did it threaten your material security? So like, were you going to be out of money? Um, Was it going to wreck something material goods wise? And then there's sexual security, you know, so that's it it was going to threaten um, my sense of attractiveness, um, my sense of um, love, but it you know, it's that lust feeling, uh, not just love, but that sort of thing. So ask yourself, what what was that person threatening? You know, when I took that action on that thought, what threat did I perceive there? What threat did I perceive there? And I just couldn't do anything except follow that thought through and make it an action towards someone and make a conflict out of it. And then when we get to that point, it's really, really important, really important to acknowledge that threat, what that other person did, and then put it all away in a box for a second, just for a second, and go, what did I do? You know, I yelled at that person. I um, I isolated myself from that person, right? When I'm thinking about the example of not feeling attractive, if we were to push people off, you know, I, uh, you know, I push them away. You know, when these things happen, we have ownership over behavior that also hurt people and also threatened people and their sense of all those things. And that's why it's always repair, because it's never just one person. It's not repair, it's mending, right? And mending is two things coming back together in a way that works now. And it takes the two sides to rip apart. 
It really does. So look at yourself today and with the four of swords reversed, awaken to all of this stuff happening in your head. Awaken to all the ways your thoughts have been leading your actions and which ones are not serving you. Ask yourself, where has having this thought supported me? And actually, it's a really good question too to ask, how is this thought keeping me safe? How is this thought and the action I take because of it keeping me safe? What is it keeping me out of? What don't I have to do because I have this thought and act it out? I know for me, it's always to sit in the love of my partner and not question it. Holy crap, is that hard? You know, if I'm to sit on the bed and I have the thought that I'm not attractive and then my partner, you know, comes over and starts, you know, cuddling and things with me to be able to sit with the fact that my thought wasn't true and to sit in the, in his love and in his physical affection. When my thought is saying, I'm not attractive, this can't be real. If I follow that thought through, I get to keep myself out of the discomfort of being loved. That somebody else can love me even when I don't feel good. Someone else can think I'm attractive even when I don't believe it. That's really hard. You know, our mind says, this isn't what we thought was true. Um, abort, abort, run, run. You know, uh, our minds are such funny things. Yeah. And so again, with this four of swords reverse, this is about, yes, we need to sit back. We need to be with our own restlessness and to sit back. Like usually this is a card of retreat and relaxing and peace, but that is not how we feel when a thought comes up. We feel so much urgency to take action on that thought or that belief. And that's why this is mindset work, because we got to start learning. Gemini is, I learn, not I teach, it's I learn. And when I learn, I learn this process and this system and this mindset, right? A mindset is just, when I think this, I also think this, and then I think this, and then I do that, right? A mindset is like a thought comes in that doesn't support the mindset I want to have. And then here's the process I've learned through all my learning to do internally in my head so that I don't act out this action. I go act out this other action. So Geminis are not here to necessarily teach. They're here to learn. Learning is their strong suit. Um, and creating new mindsets is something the Geminis can get really good at. And then Geminis, instead of teaching, they, they write about it, they communicate about it, they talk about it. They don't teach about it, if that makes sense. Um, and so Geminis are all about being able to act this out in real life, not necessarily teach everybody else your mindset, but teach people how to create a new mindset. I hope that makes sense. And so we need to learn so that we can create a new mindset, not so we can change the mindsets of others, right? That's what we don't want to be doing right now. One of the most important takeaways I want to drop here before I sign off on this whole message is 
it starts with you. It never doesn't start with you. And so what we do here is we redirect to ourselves. And don't forget that here. Because as much as we want to focus on other people, the best work we can do, especially if you have codependent traits, is in the moment our mindset pops up, our old one, right? The one that keeps us safe, but doesn't keep us alive and thriving, like alive in the spirit and thriving. When that old mindset comes up and you're really tempted to take action on it and say that thing and control that person and, you know, worry about, do whatever it is when you're worried about how other people are perceiving you or the situation or your partnership or you, right? To cultivate a practice of pause. And in that pause, come back to yourself. Let yourself be restless with that energy. And have a little conversation with yourself or source or universe or whoever you talk to. And ask yourself, it, is this, is this the thought I want my life to be built on? Is the moment it becomes action, it becomes your reality. So if you think people are judging you, the moment you take action based on trying to control that judgment, you have now made their judgment a reality in your life. Just sit with that. Whether they're judging you or not, you've made it a reality in your life and you've made it a reality for how you function in life and what you function by. And so what would you like to function by today? What thoughts would you like to act out and which thoughts are you just so over? What now? Now that you see all this, what now? What needs to shift? It's so beautiful to be able to express ourselves. It's so much more beautiful to have a relationship with yourself where you can take a minute, where you can look at your thoughts because you never stop having them, by the way. They're always going to be there, these old thoughts, these thoughts you don't want to be out in the world creating your reality and creating the reality of your partnership and your relationship and your dating life. But to just take a beat and ask, do I really want to act this out so it becomes my reality? There, I'm not even going to go down the rabbit hole of self-fulfilling prophecies that what you think will be the life you create because we have influence. We actually have some influence, but the best thing in life is when we don't feel like we need to use it. We don't feel like we need to use it. We just need to keep coming back to ourselves and influence us. Like we are here to influence us, ourselves. So stop and pause today. Let yourself be restless rather than take action. And in that restlessness, really ask, what thought would I prefer to be running my reality? 
you know, really check that thought, write it down. Gemini energy is like, I cannot get this straight in my head until I write it down. <laughs> Trust me, as a Gemini moon, that is true. When things are in my head, it's a jumble. And I do end up Knight of Swords. When I let myself sit with the restlessness, just completely flow in my journal, every little thing I'm thinking, you know, and when I get to have that relationship with myself and write poetry on how I would like to act instead or how I truly feel in this moment and then can look at it and go, whoa, yeah, I don't want that to be my reality. You know, that's when we gain some some little bit of access to our own awakening and then we can move forward. You know, the four of swords is growth. One of the ways to describe fours is how we grow. And this is how we can grow today. Thanks for hanging out with me for so long today. It was a big message and I wanted to get it, like talk my way around it with you. Um, yeah, thanks for joining me. Uh, let me know how this lands with you through a voice memo to my anchor.fm backslash at home tarot account. They make it really easy to do that. And uh, I guess I'll be seeing you again tomorrow. All right. I care about you. You can do this. You're doing great. And I'll see you then. Bye now. Thank you for joining me at home for our daily practice today. If you'd like deeper insight into your current energy, head over to jennetdale.com slash insight messages to order a personalized reading from me and be sure to hit subscribe wherever you're listening so you can join me again tomorrow. See you then.